And I mean, are you close to getting to the point where you're doing like five or 10 million in creator ticket sales per month? Or like, what, what's the metric you're trying to hit there? Yeah, I would say, so we have some creators that are on track to do seven figures this year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Candace Factor. She's the co-founder of Disco.co, a platform for knowledge creators to build a live learning empire. She's also a serial tech entrepreneur who has a passion for learning and community. Before launching Disco, she scaled Wattpad to 80 million users, making it the world's largest platform for creators to share their stories. Wattpad was sold in January 2021 for 660 million bucks. Candace, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. So give us some more clues here. What was your role at Wattpad and how did that role help you discover the need for disco? Absolutely. So um, I joined Wattpad. I was the first non-technical employee uh, and I joined to help scale the business. So I was the head of business and the global general manager. And, uh, you know, it was so great to be able to work with such talented founders to bring something that was really social and engaging to something that, you know, we always thought of as, you know, isolated, which was reading, right? Like most people think you read alone. Well, actually what we learned at Wattpad is it's really, really great to read with community and also to read on a serialized basis. And so when you think about disco, it actually so much of what I'm bringing to Disco, I learned from Wattpad, which is learning, especially virtually in an old world, all used to be about learning alone, right? Watching pre-recorded courses and consuming content alone. And what I got really excited about um, during the pandemic, when we all had to sort of work from home, we learned that we can actually learn live together. And so just like we did at Wattpad, which was bringing a social element to reading, we're bringing a social element uh, to learning because the science of learning is that you actually learn better with people because people hold you accountable. They give you support. You're able to reflect more with them. And so lots of learnings from Wattpad uh, in Disco. Why did you feel like you couldn't build this inside of Wattpad before the sale, obviously? Oh, so I left Wattpad a few years ago. Um, <clears throat> I, I helped scale Wattpad to, as I said, 80 million people and then realized um, I wanted to do some other things at that point. And so this was, you know, after a few years of... Uh, what year was that, by the way, that you left? Yeah, so I left Wattpad in 2017, okay. and we started uh, Disco in 2020. And what's interesting is when I left Wattpad, I became incredibly interested in learning because, you know, I was so aware that the skills that people are going to need in the future are so different with, than what they're being taught in institutional ed. Uh, and I actually built my very own live learning community after Wattpad. And what Disco is really solving for is it's actually really hard to do that. It's hard to bring 
uh, a live element and a social element to learning with the existing tools that exist. And that's what we decided to solve for. We said, let's make this who are some of your, I was gonna say, who are, I, I, I love this use case. Cause like communities have time struggling all the time. Slack doesn't work. Circles even sometimes tricky gather round, right. Where there's one person meetups and it's random people. Video is also sort of tricky. I know actually I have friends. I'm looking at your interface right now. I have friends that use you guys. I mean, did you guys sort of start in the Pat Flynn sort of Amy Porterfield sort of world and expand from there? Or did you start somewhere else? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. Like we, we started with knowledge creators who really wanted to build community-based learning. Um, and it's expanded, you know, from solopreneurs who are, you know, uh, individual knowledge creators putting learning communities together to like really big now organizations are using us like MakerPad, which is the largest no-code school. It's owned by Zapier. We are the OS for their entire learning community. Um, Dribble, the world's, you know, one of the world's biggest product design communities, they're using Disco to be the OS for their entire Dribble university. And I think what, you know, um, knowledge creators and organizations are realizing is it, you really want a seamless and branded experience for your learners to go to just one place, right? One place for chat, one place for live video, one place for content. And it's really helpful if you can have mission control to run your entire business from marketing and selling these live learning experiences to merchandising and monetizing different live the learning. Product Candace makes complete sense to me. I understand the pain point. Let's circle back to product here in a second because I want to see if I can get some hints out of you in terms of where you're taking the disco product. Product. But sure. first, help us understand how you've gotten yourself funded to date. Customer fund, or you decide to raise some capital? Yeah, we've raised some capital. Um, we uh, have had, you know, a, a really. Um, we so have. When a was the last round, and how much was it for? Yeah, so our last round was our seed round. Um, we raised that last time this year. And uh, amazing investors from uh, funds like Inovia, Quiet Capital. Um, we also Candace, have, how much did you decide to raise? Uh, so in our last round, um, we raised five million US, and uh, we have incredible angels as well. Lots of interesting folks from Shopify, um, Lambda School, Solana, Endeavor. Very interesting people who are participating. So smart round, great capital. Was that your only round to date, or have you raised other capital pre-seed, maybe? Yeah, we raised a pre-seed round. We raised a safe um, as well because there was a lot of interest, and uh, we'll we'll be sharing some some further funding. Uh, in, in when the, was that pre-seed round closed? Was that in 2020? Uh, that was in 2020. Okay, so first year in business, really. So 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 2020, and how much was that for? Uh, that was just a friends and family 750k. Round. Did you get? Did you get? Alan and Ivan, your your wife. I do. Coach, I have. They, I have. Ivan is an investor. Um, huge fan of of uh, the Wattpad team. Also, like the head of product, Tarun Sekdeva is an investor. Well, those are good uh, signals. I don't know yeah, you well, really. but if you're former, if your former founders <laughs> you worked with cut you a check in your pre seed round, like I, you got my ears perked. I'm interested. So, launched in 2020, you raised some money early on to get going. You raised another five million in 2021. Um, what gave you the leverage to raise the five million? Like, were you guys pre-revenue still, or did you have a lot of free user growth that let you get that valuation? Or uh, I mean, we were, three, you know, we were three times oversubscribed for that round. Uh, we had, you know, 15 million of interest. Um, I think two things. One, 
a, a really clear vision for where we want to take disco and lots of interest from knowledge creators and organizations uh, that wanted a tool like this. Um, oh, but can you quantify that, Candice? Where were you? Like, what, what was an important metric to you last year when you raised their own? Is it number of active users, number of courses created, number of live sessions? What's the metric? Uh, for a seed round, it, it really was uh, the product vision. Okay, got it. So you weren't, there wasn't a deck where you were saying, I'm making this up, 10,000 monthly active users with 1,000 live events per week. It was really, I'm Candice, I'm from Wattpad, here's what I believe about the world, and here's how we're making it happen. Yeah, and I have an amazing co-founder, uh, Chris Sikornik, his sixth startup, uh, serial entrepreneur. And so I think we're both, you know, mission-driven, lots of complementary skills. Um, and, you know... Were you guys nice at the beginning? You split 50-50 or was that a big debate? <laughs> no, 100%. 50-50 all the you way. 50-50. You didn't try... And, man, I would have fought like hell. You know, I'm Candice Wattpad, 80 million, 55% to me. <laughs> No way. Uh, he's amazing. We're very values aligned, very mission driven and uh, a massive market opportunity that we have a lot of conviction is, you know, just getting started. So Talk economics to me, pricing is tough to go to market with. I'm sure you experimented a lot about this at Wattpad. What do people pay you today to use the technology per month yes. on average? So, so we actually have a really interesting uh pricing model. Uh, one is we have a free plan where we take 10%. So you can build your entire live learning experience and, and just only pay us when you make money. So I think that's really appealing to some people. But what's really appealing to the knowledge creators and organizations that are making a business out of live learning is they don't want you to take a huge chunk of their revenue. They want to pay you a SaaS fee. And so we have a pro account uh, which is $85 a month, um, or we have team accounts and an enterprise account uh, for bigger customers. And so, you know, we really scale with your business in the way that you want to scale. And then we have a very interesting uh, new arm of our business called Disco Studios, where live learning is actually hard. It's a new phenomenon to build an immersive and engaging live learning business is very, very attractive for a lot of people. They want to do that. It's a tremendous unlock of value for thought leaders, for even SaaS companies, for businesses, but they actually need like an agency or a pro-serve model to help them design the experience, operate it, scale it. And so we actually have a really nice business line as well that helps brands and organizations and thought leaders create and scale these experiences. And that's so I want to go, I want to go deeper into the, your new product, that live studio concept, but I want to get more detail on the free plan and the SaaS component as well. I, I assume free plan maybe came first. What do you guys track? I mean, I mean, is it, is the right question? How much, how much live learning ticket sale volume did you process in January? Is that the number? Um, so we are creator focused, right? So yes, we we on the on the free plan, we're taking ten percent of what our knowledge creators or organizations. And, and how many are on the free right now? Hundreds of customers are on Hundreds. the free okay, plan. And, and how do you, Candice? I don't mean to keep interrupting, but how do you define a customer? Is it someone that's made at least a dollar of ticket sales? As somebody who's actively building live learning experiences on our platform. So but some maybe no sales yet. Uh, some have no sales, but the majority do. The majority. Okay, okay. And I mean, are you close to getting to the point where you're doing like five or 10 million in creator ticket sales per month? Or like, what, what's the metric you're trying to hit there? Yeah, I would say, so we have some creators that are on track to do seven figures this year. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Very cool. Very, very cool. Okay, cool. So that model you're taking, you're taking 10%. Um, I imagine you have power laws there. I imagine your top 10 creators are going to make 80% of that total volume. And at some point they're all moving to a flat SaaS because the economics makes sense. So your funnel works naturally here. How many do you have not on the free plan, but are on the SaaS fee model already? Yeah. So we don't break out our customers per plan, but we have hundreds of customers across our plans. So on this- Well, come on, Candice, but you know how many are on the SaaS fee, right? I'm I'm curious how many have made the switch because I want to ask questions about how you drove the conversions. Yeah. I would say we're really early, right? So we're, we're- quite early in our in our evolution of even being live off our wait list. So, you know, we anticipate lots of people will switch over, but we're just not sharing. Um, I see. I see. I see. Okay. That makes perfect sense. By the way, everyone has to start from zero. So it's fair to say like maybe under a hundred on the $85 a month plan, you're just now launching your storytelling around it and you're still learning. Uh, yeah. We're, I mean, I, we have a significant number of pro plans and enterprise plans, um, but absolutely growing a lot. And what's interesting is a lot of people prefer just paying you a set amount of money per month. Totally. Uh, It makes complete sense. That's why I ask. It makes complete sense to me. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Can you tell me the percentage? So you have hundreds of customers. Can you tell me the percentage split of the pie? Like, is it 50, 50 or 90, 10 or? Yeah, I would say it's about like in the range of between 30 to 50%. 30 to 50% are on the SaaS fee? Correct. Oh, I see. Okay, got it. So so 70 down to 50% are still on the free tier, but you anticipate more moving over to that SaaS model. You got it. That's very cool. Okay. um, Talk to me a little bit. And I guess I want to understand timeline too. You guys mentioned you're early. Um, When would you have your first dollar of revenue? Was that last year? Is that this year? Uh, it was last year. Um, we, we only started the company in August, 2020. So Mm -hmm. pretty, pretty new. Um, and we are just, you know, moving off of our wait list. Um, we had about a thousand customers on a wait list looking for access to the platform. Can you break a million bucks in revenue this year? Uh, we are absolutely on track. (laughs) I love that. How many folks, Candice, do you have on the team today? Uh, again, we don't share um, data on uh, size of our team, but it's growing significantly. Um, we've scaled the team 10x since last year. Okay, but as you know, when you go from one employee to 10, it's fancy and nice, and you're well trained to say 10x well, growth well, doesn't mean well, it doesn't mean a lot. Um, no, we'll be over 20 people. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Got it. Over 20. And the reason I ask is I'm curious how engineering heavy this is, right? How many engineers of the 20, or is it? more about onboarding and helping people train them how to do a live course. Uh, it's very engineering heavy. We're building a pretty oh. 
SaaS platform, uh, which we're really excited about. I mean, if you think about it, we're being the OS and a very essential part of people's business. So our platform's quite expansive in terms of what it does today mm-hmm. and what our vision is uh, for tomorrow. And you've been through it at Wattpad. You understand what dilution is and what it means and how it means the whole cycle through exit. So as you now in control, right, you and your co-founder of Disco, how are you thinking about managing dilution at the same time, managing bringing in strategic partners in the form of investors? You know, we, we're big believers in bringing in strategic capital. Um, and, you know, I think you want to have the right amount of traction so that you have a valuation that allows you to do that with as little dilution as possible. And we're, we're well on our way uh, mm-hmm. to do that. Most folks in their seed rounds past 24 to 36 months are selling sort of 10 to 20% of the business. Were you sort of in that standard range or did you do something super unique? Uh, very similar. Um okay. We uh, we're very lucky. Our, our valuations have been very very strong. Do you ever go? Gosh, I hope we can grow into this bad boy. We don't want to have a down round. Uh, I think we're we're thoughtful. Like for us, it's not just about getting the highest valuation. We're we're very thoughtful around how much we raise and when. Uh, for that exact reason, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a uh, venture partner at a Silicon Valley based Series A firm, and so. I'm all too familiar with understanding the the dynamics between, you know, raising too much, raising too little, having enough traction, not having enough traction. Uh, so I feel very lucky to sort well, of see. Th- this it. is why I asked the question because when I talk to most folks that fit your same pattern, and the pattern that I'm picking up is early employee at a very successful company, Wattpad raised fifty million, about fifty million on a four hundred million valuation two years before sale. The sale was six sixty, so slightly above the last round valuation. I know you left in twenty seventeen, but I assume you were fully vested at that point. So you had some financial windfall from that. And if you really believe in this disco idea, ignoring the strategic aspect of your investors, you'd want to own as much as possible and fund it with your own money. Um, that's why I asked the question. You're very smart. And absolutely, we're we're big believers in what we're doing. And we also understand that in a competitive market, you want to have enough capital to scale the business appropriately. Mm-hmm. How much was that a factor when you raised the 5 million? That everyone knowing that you were early at what pattern, you could probably do the whole round yourself if you wanted to. I think it was great. I mean, I think... Um, you know, Wattpad was an incredible place uh, to learn about scaling uh, a, a very global business uh, in the creator economy. So it definitely, definitely helps. Uh, and I, I would say a big part of it is the dynamic between my co-founder and I. Um, he's also sold uh, companies and had great exits before, and we're very complementary and mission-driven. I think that the the combination between, you know, our passion for what we're doing and the growth in the market and our backgrounds made, uh, you know, our funding three times oversubscribed. Mm-hmm. How do you pick off people from like in the Hopins, the Bizabos, the VFairs? I mean, all of those companies are moving in on one side on you. You're sort of building a wedge right in the middle. But like Hopin just pitched me yesterday on sort of a live studio event experience because it's clear there's an enterprise play there. You're doing the same thing. How, what's your wedge to a company like Hopin? Yeah, I mean, I think 
you know, as far as I understand, Hopin is still very event focused, right? We are really focused on learning communities and giving knowledge creators and organizations the merchandising tools uh, to actually build a recurring revenue stream uh, of business against knowledge and learning. And that's really, really unique and different in terms of the, the tools you need to do that versus having an event experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're like, there's an entirely new breed of school that's being created today with like micro schools, boot camps, virtual academies, learning communities. And it requires a different set of uh, tools to actually operate it as a, you know, entire empire and, and business journey from, you know, marketing, selling, creating these products, having great experience for your learners, scaling it. And so we do all of that tooling. It's actually quite complex for people to, to sort of piece together a, a hop in with a Slack, with a, you know, curriculum tool. And so we just make it super simple in one in one place. Last question here. How'd you build a thousand person wait list? Um, you know, my background is in building community. So Wattpad, you know, it actually was when I left, like even more than 80 million it was a hundred million user community. And so there's some really important design principles when it comes to building community. Um, I give a lot of credit to a friend of mine, Kai Soto, uh, who wrote the book, Get Together. But one thing I learned is design with your community, invite them to actually design your product with you. And I think we did that in a really, really powerful way. And we also got some of the most interesting thought leaders and people who are the true pioneers of this new learning format, like Seth Godin, like Jerry Colonna, like some of the sort of leading investors to to really participate in thinking about what it means to learn live together. And I think we uh, had an amazing round of, you know, angels and investors uh, who deep, cared deeply about what we're doing. And we invited them to participate in uh, helping us build a community um, of this future knowledge creator and learning experience and not just literally organically proliferated into a thousand person wait list. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. I'm going to skip the first one because it's the, what's your favorite book. I also love get together. Highly recommend it. Let's go to number two. Hi, yeah. He's Kai's okay. great. Is there a CEO Candace you're following or studying? I really like, um, Amy Emeritt. Uh, she's the CEO at Madison Reed. Um, she's also a partner at, um, I think it's uh, true ventures. I'd say out of the CEOs, I've just really, I just have a lot of respect for her. She's, you know, she, she came at it from, she was an investor for a long time. I've also been an investor in my life and, and sort of thought, do I, am I only an investor? I'm an operator. And I, I just believe in, you know, seeing things from different lenses makes you better at whatever lens you're wearing. Um, And she's very mission driven and passionate about community and building uh, iconic brands and businesses. She's incredibly inspiring. I love that. Number three, favorite online tool for building disco besides your own. Well, uh, Slack went down yesterday and I was mind blown about as to how much of an 
essential tool that is for our remote first team. So we are a remote first company. My co-founder lives in Costa Rica. I live, you know, in Canada and our team is all over North America. And quite frankly, we were quite dumbfounded on how uh, essential Slack has been in our in our communication. All right. Slack, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? A lot. I'm, I, I believe deeply in good sleep. So I, I think I must sleep for at least eight hours a night. Love that. And what's your situation, Candice? Married, single kiddos? All of it. So married, <laughs> two kids, uh, nine and 12, uh, puppy. Uh, so yeah, full on. And can, I, and can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, 44 next week. So Very cool. And, and the reason I ask is for context. So now take us back to your 20 year old self. What's something you wish that she knew? Do not be afraid to fail. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I look back now and I was like, I, I can't believe how much of a perfectionist I used to be. Uh, it, it does not get you uh, where you need to go. Guys, uh, Candice, one of the first 10 employees at Wattpad, really led building a community of over 100 million active, engaged, passionate community members. And she left in 2017 and said, you know what? There's a product here. She launched Disco, went out and raised 750,000 bucks in a pre-seed round to get it going. Another 5 million last year to keep scaling. Grew a thousand person to wait list, just now opening up revenue. They either take 10% from folks on their freemium plan. These are creators doing live learning on the platform, or you can move up to an $85 a month plan if you don't want to pay the 10% because it obviously gets very big if you're successful. So she's experimenting. They're scaling, hoping to grow to a million bucks in revenue this year. We'll see what happens 2021 on the team today as they look to continue to scale. Candace, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.